The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No, We haven't talked COVID in how long on this show? It's been a while. Other than maybe a sports update saying four NHL games are, were postponed last night or something like that due to COVID. How about that? If sports isn't going, it sucks. But I'm saying let's not get used to this. Back to sports. Stick to sports, Peterson. Shut up and dribble. This is the Rod Peterson Show. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Hey, welcome everybody to a brand new week. It's the RP Show. Hope you enjoyed your holiday Monday, whatever that was. Louis Riel Day in Manitoba. Family Day in Alberta and Saskatchewan. President's Day in the United States. Yeah. And we're back at it for uh, a Tuesday, February 16th. It's episode number 421 of the RP Show, Canada's daytime sports talk show. And I feel like in my head, I have an idea where this show's going to go. And then I realize it'll end up nowhere near that. What's in my head? You know where I'd like it to go? And I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But we'll see. That's what happens. We'll see. I Already, people are sending comments about the uh, bunny hug that I have on, the pullover. I did make a little road trip over to one of our sponsors, the Ultimate Fan Zone in Moose Jaw. They've got every NHL team. And I've often said I don't have any Winnipeg Jets gear in my closet. i got to pick something up. So I did. And people act like driving to Moose Jaw is like going to Afghanistan in terms of distance from where we are here in the sweatpants capital. It's the same distance as Scottsdale to Glendale for our Arizona viewers, but maybe more scenic. <laughs> True story. So I got my Winnipeg Jets gear on, and probably over the course of time, I'll uh, end up with 31 of these, maybe 32. But here's what's coming up today. Casino Gino Principe joining us from Rogers Sportsnet Oilers in moments. Clark tells me that Gino has already logged in from the City of Champions, and he's watching. He'll be with us in block two of the program today. Gene Principe, the punny host of Oilers Hockey. And Sam McGuavin, I'm very excited about this. It's not every day that we get an NFL player on the program, but Sam McGuavin of the Miami Dolphins will be with us. Maybe the next home of Deshaun Watson, by the way. Have you been following this? Yes. Sam McGuavin, former Saskatchewan Rough Rider, Texas Tech Red Raider. Sam McGuavin will be with us. And this week's exciting because we're going to have our first ever NFL player in the bunker, live, coming in. From the Los Angeles Rams, Derek Moncrief. 
That's so it's going to be going to be a big week. Plus a lot of the local sports talk that you know and love. So anyways, that's the guest today, Sammy Iguavan and Gene Principe. But let's hit the quick six show topics, please. Thank you, Director Jordan. So he's, these are some of the things that I have. Monday's NHL leftovers. I have not quite figured out how to watch NHL hockey when I have NHL center ice. I have not figured it out yet. I, it's the ADD thing that I have. Right? I'm watching a game and I'm enjoying it. And then I see on Twitter that this happened in that game. So I flick over to that game and then I get lost and forget to go back to the other game. And it's, I just feel like I need to go back to one channel, rabbit ears, black and white, and watch SportsCenter in the morning and, you know, sort it all out the next day. You have to take the decision making away from you, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Try to watch one game. You can't. Just watch one game. It's very difficult. So these are my leftovers. One, it was 80s night without the fights last night. So those 6-5 games, Darren, happened every night. But there'd be a couple of three-on-threes, five-on-five brawls to go along with it. Can you imagine <laughs> oh, man. how much fun that was? I can't imagine. You're That'd not old great. enough, but that's what used to happen. Number two, what costs more, COVID testing or scoreboard light bulbs? Because there was so much scoring going on last night, you would have thought it was. Insert the line. Number three. Is this the best line in hockey? I just threw it out for conversation. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Connor McDavid, and Jesse Pugliarvi. I don't know whether they are or not. I figured I would get some blowback from the Leafs fans for saying that, but dang, they're good. And as our friend Clark Stork, the voice of the Nippon Hawks, said to me this morning, any line with McDavid is on it is the best line in hockey. Would you say your Leafs might have the best line? They'd be there for sure. But you're right. Like any line with McDavid on it is one of the, if not the best line in hockey, no matter who's playing with him. He can do it by himself. Yeah. And uh, Nuge and Pugliarvi, they're pretty talented. Point four, Coyotes Blues. Can we borrow some goals? It was only one nothing down there in that game. And then point five of my leftovers brought to you by Tupperware was winning percentage is going to get you into the playoffs, not points. So, and what I mean by that is teams really got to bear down to win in 60 minutes because loser points, I don't think are really going to matter as much. Right. You need to win it, lock it down in regulation time. And I, I guess I, I thought I put it in my leftovers, but I didn't. Laughing at the Leafs is such a cliche anymore. It's not new. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the easy punchline yeah. from everybody. So I took the other road, and that is kudos to the Senators. In 30 seconds, can you talk about your Leafs blowing a 5-1 lead and losing to the worst team in the NHL in overtime? Yeah, you can't celebrate too early, right? We talked about that. You can't celebrate too early. And you, you learn really quickly momentum is, is, is something very strong and powerful. And we know once you turn it off, you can't turn it back on. It is really hard to turn it back on. And that goes for the good team. So we know the team's good, but when you when you start coasting, really hard to turn the flip that switch back on. They couldn't do it. And man, was that tremendously exciting though to watch the finish of that game. And I'm a Leafs fan. Yeah, but it was, it was awesome. And that overtime, very entertaining. There's a ton of things we could sit here for hours and talk about the National Hockey League. For instance, I hope Travis Green doesn't get fired by the Vancouver Canucks, their head coach, because he's a tremendous coach. Yet here they are losing an extra time. Somebody's gonna have to get fired. I hope it's not Travis Green. And then with our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, it is, who is the MVP for the Calgary Flames? Well, we're showing some Flames love here, and I regularly say that the Oilers are my number two team. We don't talk about the Flames enough. So I put a poll question up on our Twitter and Facebook feeds. Who is the MVP of the Calgary Flames? Johnny Gaudreau, Mark Giordano, Jacob Markstrom, 
or somebody else entirely. Well, clearly I nailed those three because other nobody's even written in with who else it would be. And every time I turn on the TV, Johnny Hockey scoring in a shootout, scoring in overtime. I would have thought it was Johnny Gaudreau. The viewers are saying it's Jacob Markstrom. So you got 24 hours to vote on that. I'm still saying it's him. But we got to move on. We're only a point two. Yeah. If you've noticed, Speedy B, Brandon Banks, the reigning most outstanding player in the Canadian Football League, and also the number one free agent in my list, who has since re-signed with Hamilton, has threatened to retire if the CFL doesn't play in 2021. And a lot of players are. Richie Leone, friend of the show, right? Best hair in the CFL, the punter for the Ottawa Red Blacks, having a back and forth with Speedy B. They're saying if the CFL doesn't play in 2021, Speedy B says 80% of the current players will be gone. They will move on, go somewhere else. Actually, Richie said 80%. Speedy B said 90%. The problem is the jokes on those guys, and we've had these discussions before. The league doesn't really care. There are thousands of players, guys, so threats aren't going to work. But Speedy B put it out there for debate. Uh, point three is going to be a quick one. Did you see Draymond Green going off? You must have seen him at the news conference saying that they're not respected. The players aren't respected in the NBA. If they ask for a trade and then you get benched. That was the Coles notes of what he was mad about. Teams bench you. You ask for a trade and then they don't play you until they bench you. Seems pretty simple to me. Don't ask for a trade. Suck it up, buttercup. Right. Okay. That's right. what I thought. There's be- better ways to do it. Yeah. Uh, point four, the Western Hockey League's return to play. It was right near the end of Friday's show that the dub announced the seven-team East Division Hubble, the hub center, will be right here in the sweatpants capital. I spoke, well, you and I, well, you spoke with the commissioner Friday. I texted with him over the weekend, Ron Robison. It's very much moving parts, but they are coming to Regina. They're going to start playing March the 12th. We envision having a role in the broadcast of said games. That's all being worked out behind the scenes. Not all the details are done yet. The province has green-lighted it, but the teams, because I've spoken with the teams, they don't know what staff's going to be allowed into the bubble, what the travel plans are, accommodations. They don't know yet, but they're all finding out this week. The good news, the dub is playing. Clark asked us just before we went to air, how was my weekend? How was our weekend? And I'm like, you know, it was 50-50, because talking to hockey people in the dub, they were ecstatic. And then talking to the junior A people and the triple A people and the, they're very upset. And the minor hockey people, because they continue to not be able to play. The Bantam draft's going to be washed out. Who are you going to draft? Kids haven't played for a year. Right. It's very depressing on that side of things. So it was like a 50-50 weekend hockey-wise. I had two points written down for point five, a split point. But you didn't see it because you don't subscribe to The Athletic. But there was a headline this morning about the Arizona Coyotes. It's a spit show. And I cleaned that up for national television. A spit show in Arizona. Well, who saw that coming? Yeah. Who's been talking about that for months? You put somebody in there that doesn't know a hockey puck from, I don't know what, a box of pot of gold, and they're trying to run the team. Read the article. They're trying to run the team in Arizona like They run their casinos and their radio stations and their movie theaters. I think the current owners of the team. It's a disaster. You see them blowing out Steve Sullivan, the assistant GM, and getting the GM suspended. It's sad. But since you didn't read it, I'm not going to go any further down that. And we try to be a positive show. How about Alex Gelchenyuk, who is sponsored by Samsonite? His nickname's Luggage. Now he's a Leaf. How do we feel about that? 
take a flyer. I mean, the price wasn't too high. Take a flyer on him. You know, he's a, he's, he's a kid with a ton of upside. We know he's got high-end skill, but it's a matter of can you get the guy to put Ooh. in the work to get the skill to show on the ice, right? But I'm all for taking flyers for guys with high-end skill. It goes back to the scout in Detroit who drafted Zetterberg and Datsuk. And his philosophy in, in, in the end of those uh, late rounds when he was drafting guys like that, he said, look it, we can find third and fourth line guys anywhere in free agency. There's a lot of really good hockey players available. When we're drafting here, we're swinging for the fences and going after high-end skill in the hopes that one of them pays off. So this is another, you know, you hope that a change of scenery pays off because he's got high-end skill. Man, are we covering a lot of things here. Oh, yeah. It's like that potato bar in Reno, Nevada at the bowling alley that's got 68 toppings on the table. That's what I feel like the warm-up is here today for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're home for the NHL and uh, the UFC. I just popped up for a second and looked at the viewer board. Joe Hamilton's watching in St. Louis. He says, what does it mean for the CFL? What it means if they don't play, Joe, is think of Vince Carter in the uh, dunk contest at the NBA All-Star Game. It's over. It's over. It is over if they don't play this year. That's why I got my fingers crossed that they can, but I'm not seeing any signs that the CFL is going to play. It's terrible. Mike Blackbird in Toronto writes in, he says, did anybody watch the fan-controlled football league on Twitch? Well, I absolutely did. Go back and read my Monday morning goalie column. I've broadcast several games on Twitch, have you, so I've got the app. So it was easy to go in and watch the fan-controlled football league and Johnny Manziel and John Jenkins and Khalil Carter, all our friends, Drew Tate, Marshawn Lynch. I thought it was amazing and People are writing me on Twitter saying, what do you think of the commentary, Rod? I didn't have the sound up, okay? My wife was watching Netflix beside me, and I was watching with the sound down and chuckling at what I was seeing. It was a gong show. You think the Arizona Coyotes are a spit show? Watch FCF football. It's fantastic. You can't take your eyes off it. And as we were saying in our morning meeting, it was like our first show here was a gong show, right? Everybody expected ESPN Sports Center. Well, it was the first show. It wasn't that. Now we're a little we're a little better. Same thing with the FCF. It was 60 seconds between plays to get the plays in from the fans that were calling the plays. It was a lot of tap dancing and killing time by the announcers. But you know what? What else? Where did I have to go on a Saturday night? So I was fine with it. And we were all waiting for Johnny Manziel to come out. And honestly, I was trying to pump up Johnny. I put on Twitter that he looked great, right? He didn't actually look that great. When he ran, he looked great. When he threw the ball, I'm thinking there's a little rust here. Their point afters attempts are one-on-ones. Wide out against the DB into the corner of the end zone. He's throwing from the five, and he's throwing uncatchable balls. I'm like, come on, Johnny. But he's not used to that. But overall, it was entertaining and fun. Did you watch? I tuned in a little bit, very, very sparingly. Um, but yeah, I mean, super entertaining. And yeah, it's not the best football. It's not the NFL. It's not the Canadian Football League. But wildly entertaining. You know, at first I was shocked because I didn't do a lot of research on what to expect. 
And I was shocked. I'm like, there's only like five guys in the field. But you interviewed the owner, didn't you? We talked you to him. You were part of that? Yeah, yeah, we talked to him. So we got a little bit of an idea, but you don't really you know, understand until you watch it. Kind of reminded me of Arena League. And then on the converts, I mean, they're picking the ball up off a TV tray to just <laughs> go on the one-on-one on the convert. And I, I saw Johnny's catch or his, his convert there where it was bobbled and caught. And, but you know what? You learn that all of that stuff doesn't really matter. It's about the entertainment value. And can you capture people's attention? And I think they're doing that. They did do that, yeah. Well, Glenn Elm is watching on YouTube, and you've reminded me to go into YouTube and call up the show here. But he said, county fair football. If the CFL is state fair football, then the fan-controlled football league is county fair football. Well done. So I'll be watching again this week. They went... It was amazing to watch, by the way, because they went from like 8,000 Twitter followers, the Fan Control Football League, to now like 25,000 in two days. Their highlights were aired on ESPN. The viewership, because it's Twitch, you can follow the viewer going up and up and up and up. As it looked like team owner Marshawn Lynch, who was in the broadcast booth, ran down to the locker room and people thought he was going to play. The viewership was peaking. And the funniest thing... Because it's all about the secret sauce, just like this show, of involving you, the viewer. They do it, too. So all the people were logging in. This is America, remember? America. They all think that they're Bill Belichick. So they all, where do I call place? Where do I sign up to call place? What am I going to do call place? They didn't realize it was all determined long before Saturday who the fans were going to be that called the place. Right. But, you know, they all wanted to be Sean McVay. Yeah. Of course. And now, okay, whenever it opens up and I can sign up, I'll be at the front of the line, ready to go, thinking about it all week. You know, they went to sleep dreaming about what plays they were going to call, (laughs) right? Yeah. So can I just last, I'm sorry. Yes. Robin and Prince Albert, we were going back and forth on Twitter. He says, can we congratulate congratulate John Lynch for being the head ref of the FCF? They had a ref. Did you see this guy? You saw him? He looked... Like John Lynch, the Hall of Fame Rough Rider broadcaster who's 83 years old. And hey, the guy knew ball. Like he's running up and down the field. He knew the calls. He knew everything. But the worst part was he threw a flag. He went to pick it up and stuffed it down his shorts like, yeah, like he was wiping himself. I'm like, (laughs) oh! But I'm like, I guess this isn't a family show. It doesn't have Saturday night, right? After hours. I guess. This is entertaining as hell, man. The fan-controlled football league. Anyways, there you go. That's the warm-up. Gene Principe on the way in Sam McGuavin. You're watching the RP Show across all 10 provinces and 31 states on Game Plus TV Network, Facebook Live, and YouTube as well. And listen live at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Support for The Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Dupes, what do you use to shave your nuts? Uh, not Manscaped. We only got <laughs> delivered one. We just got, we only got one. I will be using Manscaped shortly, and I hope to live to tell the tale. But I think it's going to be good. They're saying this is better than what we have been using before. If you get the review, 
then maybe I'll pick one up after. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. I got to say, these guys are talking a big game. I was going to say, how long has it been since you took care of things? Uh, not that long, but uh, you're going to learn more. 20% off now with the promo code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It is. It is. Tell your friends we're live. Episode number 421 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. But on the YouTube feed, Ryan McCarthy writes in, Good day. Checking in from Saratoga, New York. Fan-controlled football was a mix between arena football and backyard football, especially the extra point attempt. Oh, I agree. It was highlight. It was high, high schoolish at times, but it was something to do on a Saturday night. That and watching, of course, Hockey Night in Canada. Let's bring in our good friend Gene Principe from Rogers Sportsnet Oilers, the team that did not play on Hockey Day in Canada. How you doing, Gino? Yeah. I'm doing okay. I ended up uh, doing some stuff for Hockey Day in Canada. I know it was a bit disappointing that uh, Connor and Leon uh, weren't on the ice, but uh, you know the math is pretty simple. Unless they added a team in, one team had to had to sit out. So I'm doing okay and just uh, thinking about last night, a wide open game against uh, Winnipeg, who did play on Scotiabank Hockey Day in Canada. It's funny because our good friend Gary Lawless, who I lovingly call Gary Clueless, said that there should be a Regina, there should be a team in Regina yeah. in this Canadian. You saw that? You saw that? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Law and Order is one of my uh, favorite shows, and Lawless and Order uh, was also one of my favorite shows to listen to, and I I haven't seen Gary uh, this season, but often bump into him uh, in Vegas or here in Edmonton. Yeah, I thought he made sense. It would be nice to have uh, another team to match things up at uh, – at eight apiece, but uh, unfortunately, I, I think the Pats will be playing in Regina. I'm not sure that an NHL team will be playing there, even though, as you know better than I do, being a Saskatchewan legend, uh, I always think of Wild Bill Hunter and the talk of the St. Louis Blues moving to Saskatoon, and who knows how, how close or how far, and I think it was more how close they were to actually, uh, actually doing that. When I drive through Saskatoon to go to Winnipeg to visit my wife's family, you go right by the arena, and I always think, hmm, I'm not sure that would still be the arena, but at one point it would have been, and it would have been nice to have an NHL team, uh, another one here on the prairies. Oh, I know. A gorgeous facility. I love going there every time. And by the way, Gary watches the show every day. I'm just teasing Gary. One year ago today I was in – hey, Gary. One year ago today I was in Vegas with Gary at his invite. And uh, a few things have changed, Gene. What can happen in a year? But you mentioned last night the 6-5 Jets win – did it remind you a little of 80s Oilers, Jets, or have yeah. I misread that? It did? No, for sure. I mean, the names have changed, uh, but uh, uh, the game looked very similar. And uh, it really came down to almost kind of last shot wins. The Oilers even were, were inches away from Ryan Nugent Hopkins getting a hat trick and uh, pushing that game into overtime. And and maybe a shootout. It was fantastic. I, I, I mean, it was, you know, I, I don't know if you'd want, in this case, 56 games of that this season. You also don't want, I don't think, 56 uh, 2-1 games. So it was really nice and wide open. I mean, the Oilers already have played a couple of games prior to that against Winnipeg. One was not quite 
that wide open. I think 4-3 and one was a 6-4 score with an empty netter. So uh, these two teams, have well, they got a ton of talent and uh, they're thoroughbreds and you just want to go, hey, open the doors and, and let them go. So that's kind of what it was like. I know both coaches would probably prefer something a little more defensive, but uh, from a fan standpoint and a broadcaster standpoint, I mean, it, it was great. I was just expecting Edmonton to tie it and then each team gets a, a point and then we'll see who gets the extra one. Yeah, uh, it's been fun, and of course the Canucks and Flames go to overtime in the other game. Like it's, yeah. you saw what I was saying earlier. It's hard to concentrate on yeah. one game. It is amazing. It's so amazing. But just back to the orders for a second. What a tip say afterwards because it just seems like the orders can't get everything together on the same day, yeah. and that's what the regular season's for, Gene. But after what happened in the playoffs last year, I know they're thinking up there: Are we ever going to get it all together on the same day enough to win a Stanley Cup? Well, you know, Rod, uh, Thursday night uh, to wrap up their road trip in Montreal, uh, Mike Smith got his 40th NHL career shutout. Uh, they won 3 nothing against the Montreal team that a couple nights later uh, defeated Toronto. So they had it all together in that game, and it, it wasn't all together on Saturday night or on uh, last night. And, and, I mean, I guess you do have to credit the Jets because they are a really good team, and so some goes to them. I think for Dave Tippett, uh, the most frustrating thing was, that, you know, the team was down the entire game, uh, 4-1, 4-3, 5-3, 5-4. Then they get it finally to even 5-5. Then they make another couple of mistakes late in the game that cost them the, the game-winning goal. So I, I think while Dave... Uh, has been sort of known for his defense, so even though he'll often tell you originally he started out as a power play coach for the LA Kings when he began in the NHL. I'm not saying he was okay up until that sixth goal, but you're kind of like, okay, we, we've sort of masked our issues, our defensive problems, our mistakes, and then you make two more and it costs you the game. And then I think that's what really bothers you because you've, you've made these mistakes through the course of the evening that you've attempted to address. Then you finally have a chance to come out of there with one and maybe two points. Then you make a couple more and it's just like, okay, guys, you know, we, we've made X amount of mistakes tonight. Now we make two more. Now that does cost us the game. So he was he was certainly frustrated. And I mean, going into the game, Edmonton was a point up on Winnipeg, third and fourth. Uh, even though the Oilers have played more games, that's the other thing. Things are a bit skewed with games played. And I actually came home and watched the rest of that Calgary game. I mean, who scores <laughs> a shorthanded goal, empty net? Uh, to tie it up, and then Calgary scores in the power play to win it in overtime. I mean, I was like, wait a minute, this is uh, this is crazy in its own way. So it was an exciting night uh, for the you know the Scotia North Division, and you know many more to come. But certainly, uh, if it doesn't make you lose your hair, it kind of turns it a bit gray if you're a coach and you see things like that happening on a night to night basis. It's amazing, and I'm looking at this. The Oilers have played the second most games in the division, 17. Vancouver's played 19, and the standings are just flip-flopping on a nightly basis. You're traveling in those NHL circles. You're in the arena, Gino. What are they saying about potentially this divi these divisions staying past this season, do you think? And what are your thoughts on that idea? Well, I, I do kind of like the, uh, the the baseball style schedule, um, you know, going into a city, uh, playing two or three. I'm not sure I'd want to be, uh, and, and, and it's no fault of their own, but St. Louis and Arizona playing seven. I mean, that's that's a that's a playoff series, let alone a, a regular season series. But I, I think there is, I, I would say a hybrid for me, Rod, would work. I, I'm not sure that we would get an all-Canadian division. Maybe we get that for one more season, depending on, on just how the world works over the next, uh, you know, because by the time these guys are done, 
and I'm not just talking regular season, but playoffs, theoretically, a couple months later, you're supposed to start, start training camps, but way before that, you're supposed to have a schedule. So I, I, I don't know if maybe one more season of it could work just to kind of ease the pressure of cross-border and, and seeing how things go during this pandemic. And I do like a, a bit of a mix. I'm, I'm not saying you got to sit in a city for three straight games, but I, I'm also not saying that you need to go, I was going to pick, you know, one night Carolina, one night Tampa Bay, then a day off and then play in Dallas. That that seems, you know, not archaic because we, we've done it uh, forever, basically. Uh, and I know that, that that's what I've done. You know, you just travel and teams play three games in four nights in three different cities and and possibly three different states or provinces or at least two generally so i i think there's a place for that but maybe there's also a place where you can settle in and sit in a city for three to four days and knock off two or three games and go hey this works too so i'll be interested to see once we work through this season and into the playoffs uh, what the plan is and what the schedule looks like for next season. You know, hoping that everything goes well and, and that another season can be played sort of back on time and back on schedule. Yeah. Who knows with the Raptors now announcing that they're not leaving Tampa and we're expecting, obviously, the Blue Jays soon to announce that they're going back to Buffalo. But I'll just uh, – two quick ones um, – not even questions, really, but I just remember just before the pandemic last year, you were on with us. Remember, you just got out of Nashville before those tornadoes hit. Like, I mean, yeah. just got out. That was yeah, just before. Yeah, the literally. Yeah. <laughs> right? That was yeah. a scary night yeah. for you. Yeah, it was. And, and, you know, it's funny. I'll tell people I don't like to fly. And they're like, wait a minute. You, that's all you do is fly. And I go, I know. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> that's part of the job. But I, I'm not a great flyer. And I do remember that night uh, we got out of there and um, to the right of the plane, uh, looking out the window, it was like a light show, and it was it was bumpy. And the pilot said, "Listen, this is going to be a little turbulent here, and until we sort of get out of this area." And uh, we were lucky enough to get out, uh, and didn't realize until we we landed in the next place what we had just missed. So it, it was, and that was kind of the last road trip before the teams came home uh, in the Oilers' case. And they, ironically, were playing the Jets on a Wednesday night, Scotiabank Wednesday night hockey. And it was during that first period, first intermission, when the NBA said that they were, at that point, I think the term was suspending uh, action. And it wasn't long after that that uh, there was a, a real sort of, a, it's funny because you can't really hear quiet, but you could feel it in Rogers place that everybody was, you know, on their phones and checking. And even afterwards, the players said, Hey, during the intermissions that were coaches were, were sort of mentioning it and people were understanding what was going on, not only in sports, uh, but in the world. So yeah, it was, it was a weird time. And every time I see Winnipeg come to town, it, it, it makes me think of that. And then at the time I thought, well, you know, two or three weeks and, and maybe mid April, late April, we'll get going again. Well, <laughs> That certainly wasn't the case as things uh, changed dramatically from that night uh, for the days, weeks, uh, and months, and now almost a year later. Absolutely. <laughs> Didn't we all think it was only going to be a couple yeah. weeks? And I'll just say Hockey Night in Canada two Saturdays ago, because I never leave my house, um, you and Ron McLean were like the two windows on Hockey Night in Canada. I'm like, oh, my God, it's two tickets to the pun <laughs> show. Sun's out, pun's out. Who's going to win this one? <laughs> You're like trying to one up each other on there. Oh, hey, one upping Ron is tough. In fact, I I know that that night when he threw to me, he was talking about 
um, he was talking about uh, Plato, and and then he was talking about a few different things. And I wanted to say, well, Ron, listen, everyone knows you got a lot on your Plato, uh, but I thought, you know, that would be that would be like the the student trying to one up the teacher. And I thought, no, I'm not going to do that because I got too much respect for Ron. And I, and I must say, for for younger viewers, probably people who are Oh, maybe 25 and under, I'm going to say, just approximate. Sometimes they'll tweet, oh, look at Ron McLean doing what Gene Prince made. No, 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 no. Hang on. <laughs> Let's back this up. Beep, beep, beep. No, Ron did it first and, and does it better than anyone. And I'm I'm just a small chip off the pun block uh, and doing my thing. But listen, uh, you know, Ron, you know, watching Scotiabank Hockey Day in Canada on that rink, he just segues and transitions from one thing to the next to the next. And I've always been a huge fan of Ron's. And, and one of my career highlights uh, was one time seeing him in the old building here in Edmonton. And uh, he just kind of looked at me and he said hello. And we were, you know, listening to players talk. And he, he just kind of said, hey, I, I like your work. And I thought, oh my gosh, Ron McLean said he liked my work. You know, <laughs> between that and Don Cherry once yelling at me for getting something wrong, I thought, I mean, the, you know, we grew up watching them. And even though Ron's not much older than me, uh, I have a ton of respect uh, for what he does. And, uh, you know, what a great human being, let alone a great broadcaster. He's the GOAT. Call him the goat for yeah, a reason, absolutely. for sure. All I right, agree. Gino, always fun, man, catching up. We're watching every night. Stay safe, and uh, yeah. hopefully we can do it again yeah, soon. You too. Yeah, Gene take care, Principe. buddy. See you, right. From Oilers, uh, Sportsnet Oilers, Gene Principe joining us on the program. The chip off the old pun block. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Jeff Kibillis in Winnipeg. Gene Principe on CKND Winnipeg. Classic. They haven't forgot that yet. They will never forget Gene's time in Winnipeg, clearly. Andrew Gregg watching on YouTube says, what are your thoughts on the Leafs and Sens game last night? That's so half an hour ago. But we'll kick those things around. Top up your coffee. We'll be right back with a sports update and uh, viewer takeover. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms. Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. Hang on. I will ring the bell, okay? You get ready. All right. I'm ready. Sports update. This is going to blow your minds, and I'll tell you why in a second. But Johnny Gaudreau's overtime goal put an end to a dramatic matchup between the Flames and the Vancouver Canucks at Rogers Arena. The 27-year-old winger scored 23 seconds into OT to give Calgary the 4-3 win after Brock Besser forced extra time with a tying goal in the final minute of regulation. I'll be so happy when the time changes. And it's not a 9 o'clock face-off in Vancouver for us here in the Sweatbands yeah. capital. I was counting sheep by the time Johnny Goodrow put it home. Captain Blake Wheeler's goal early in the third proved to be the winner as the Winnipeg Jets held on for a 6-5 road victory over the Oilers. And if Jenny Dadanov scored his second goal of the game in overtime as the Ottawa Senators overcame a four-goal deficit to win for the first time in franchise history, stunning the Leafs 6-5 at Scotiabank Arena. Here's one. This will blow your mind. Tyler Gaudette scored twice as the Toronto Marlies downed the Manitoba Moose 3-2 Monday in the American Hockey League season opener for both teams. Gaudette tied the game in the second period, then broke a 2-2 deadlock 
at 11.44 the third. Joey Anderson also scored for the Marlies, who got 25 saves from Andrew D'Agostini. Declan Chisholm and Cole Perfetti. Mum Spaghetti scored for the Manitoba Moose Dupes. Who are now 0-1, by the way. See what I did there? I see what you did there. I'm putting in American Hockey League scores. Even more, the Saskatchewan Rattlers, member club of the Canadian Elite Basketball League, are excited to announce the return of Canadian guard Kemi Osse to their roster. He's a Montreal product and started all six games for the Rattlers in the bubble in St. Catharines last summer. And the Ottawa Blackjacks of the CEBL announced today that Pascal Angelis has been named Director of International Scouting. He is the first person in the CEBL to serve in such a position as the league expands its global reach. He is based out of Gingolome, Belgium. Okay. They got great chocolate there, I understand. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. They can handle all your food and fun needs. Visit their website, ballersrecroom.com. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. And now we'll dive into the viewer comments in a second. But we've got a new sponsor. Jordan, can you ring the quick six buzzer too? Drop a bomb in there. Can you drop a bomb? We have a new sponsor. Who is it today? Who do we got? Verge Egg. I love it. Yeah, coming on board. So that's really exciting. Uh, a, a wonderfully uh, progressive tech egg company in the in the in the egg sector. Tech companies so. in Alberta. You said. Yeah, do a where lot of they love work. us. <laughs> they do love us in Alberta, don't they? All right, Verge Egg. Yeah, welcome so look forward aboard. To that. Welcome aboard, and thanks for uh, joining us. Verge Egg sounds like my kind of company. I don't know if it's just me or if they've shrunk the uh, size of the lettering on the comment wall here, but... It is kind of small. <laughs> but I see it. <laughs> it is. So we're going to start viewer takeover a little early because it's, it's our morning coffee session. I almost said Monday morning coffee session, but it's Tuesday finally. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, yeah, with the prospect of Trevor Lawrence with the first pick, they could start to turn things around. Who are we talking about? The Jaguars? Where did that come from? Well, you t- How did that come out of the... We're talking about Deshaun Watson. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe it looks like, you know, w- would you make that trade, right? Deshaun Watson, um, but not to Jackson. I'm not, not sure within, that I would. Not within the division. You know, I could potentially see him going somewhere like the Jets oh. would make that trade in a heartbeat, I would think. This is, look, this is what's awesome about this show. You decide what we talk about and you be part of the conversation here. So if you want to talk NFL, I'll talk it all day. As will you. Oh, yeah. Right? But is that, where, is that what's on people's mind? The NFL? Like, I thought it was real scary for the CFL that my mailman wanted to talk about Tom Brady's career and the future of Drew Brees last week. That's not good for the CFL. He used to talk about the CFL. Robert and Prince Albert says, if the CFL doesn't start, how about the Rod, Rod Peterson show become owners of an FCF expansion team? The squad. And Justin Dunk, owner of a second team like The Nation. You see they're soliciting owners for that league. Have you seen that? Yeah. Follow fan-controlled football on Twitter. This is what they're reaching out to the public saying, you want to own a team? Let's talk. What would we call like, who it? Who does that? Yeah, what would we call it? We yeah, have, we'd have to think about it a little think more. About it. Um, the Iguanas. The Iguanas. Done. 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 Where is the Iguana? Um, Ricky, there he is. Oh, Ricky, he was just waiting, <laughs> waiting to pop his head out in the grass. Yeah, John Ohm, Ohm says, Rod, what's your third favorite team? 
Thank you, John, in Winnipeg for pointing that out. He says, the Winnipeg Jets. Well, they're making a run. The Jets are making a run. But I can't. You all know who they are. Yes. It's one. Vegas. Edmonton. Two. Phoenix. Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, those are my teams. The Vegas Golden Knights, the Edmonton Orders, and the Arizona Coyotes. And I'd probably move the Jets into fourth. But people are wondering, why do you, uh, what's with all the Winnipeg talk? Jets and Bombers. Well, you know what? They've been very nice to us. It's pretty simple. How do you attract flies? Honey. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. With honey, if you ever want to attract flies, that's us. Uh, Winnipeg's been very nice. Uh, They've rolled out the red carpet, so let's do it. Now, having said that, our poll question today, let's update that, Clark. Our poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center has to do with the Flames, where they've been less than nice to me, but we'll talk about them anyways because we do have a lot of viewers there all over Alberta. Who is the Flames MVP so far this season? The results surprised me a little bit. On Twitter, 78% say Jacob Markstrom, and what's that, 59? 59. 59% on Facebook say Jacob Markstrom. Call me crazy, but every time I turn on a Flames game, Johnny Gaudreau scoring the game winner. Now, having said that, where, where were they last year with Johnny Gaudreau? They couldn't really advance in the playoffs, so... Maybe it is Jacob Markstrom. Have you watched enough of their games to make an educated answer on yeah, that? Johnny, I'm not sure that I have. I don't know if the, if there's been enough of a, a sample size yet. Maybe but not. Johnny Gaudreau has been everything that he needs to be for that team. He's been very good. You know, he's showing up in big moments. He's he's getting it done, and he's he's reinvigorated himself. I thought he may be coming off a bit of a down year, but but Jacob Markstrom's been. Absolutely spectacular. He's been worth every penny. He's, He's been good, yeah. games. And it seems like, for me, and, and I haven't been as deeply entrenched following the Flames over the last number of years, but the first time that they've really felt established in goal and had that true number one, maybe since Mika Kiprasov. I'm trying to think of who's been well, the they're saying he's the first goalie they've had since, since Kiprasov. Kiprasov. So it, it makes a lot of sense that they're voting him the MVP early on. Kyle... Outridge watching in Cambridge, Ontario, says Johnny Hockey, definitely. Well, that's what I see, Kyle. And it's not saying that we're right or they're right. Wayne in Victoria says the fan-controlled football doesn't appeal to me. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you don't have Twitch. Watch it. Give it a try. You might like it before you say you don't like it. Anyways, we'll continue viewer takeover when we come back. We're almost up hour one. Yeah. Wow. It's the RP show you're watching on this Tuesday on Game Plus TV Network, Facebook and YouTube Live, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at RodPeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. your opinions now we won't victimize you unless you really deserve it now back to your host rod peterson (laughs) welcome back everybody we're talking about ryan leslie and it's a great story we'll fill it in next hour uh it's viewer takeover and we got a juicy face-off coming up too i go to the youtube comments and i haven't forgotten about you facebook but 
Glenn Elm says, what made the fan-controlled football the best arena football yet is that they're not mimicking regular football at all. It's like a new game. Fun. It was fun. Fan-controlled football Saturday night. And I'll get to more of your comments. James and Morden, Manitoba. James Henderson says, man, I missed the show yesterday. Darn holidays. Chris Robinson says, if the CFL doesn't happen, God, we hope it does. What happens to U Sports football for 2021? I've now talked to two U Sports head coaches that say they're playing no matter what. So I'm not concerned about U Sports football. CFL, a different story. Far easier to play U Sports than CFL. Oh, yeah. And Jordan says, how much bigger does Regina slash Saskatoon need to become to be a serious consideration for the NHL? A few hundred thousand? So hang on, we're gonna have to roll that over into next hour. Yeah, I got but, thoughts on that. The only what would make Saskatoon an NHL, or Saskatoon Regina an NHL destination, a high speed train that goes between the two, where it's like a forty five minute bullet train, or you know what I mean. That would make it work. Oh boy, see, see, that would make. What it work. did I say? I had an idea where I thought the show would go, yeah. and wanted it to go, yeah. And it's got stayed nowhere near that. Somebody wants to start the fundraising effort, call me. But if we could no. do a high-speed train, we'll bring the NHL. But if you support. know Arizona well enough, and we've been talking a little bit of Coyotes, that corridor between Regina and Saskatoon is a two-hour drive. Yeah. There are people that drive two hours from one end of Phoenix to the other to go to a Coyotes game. Like, it's not unbelievably unheard of, but just consider this. It's summer conditions year-round in Phoenix, not driving in a blizzard in horrible conditions here. But with the economics of the, or the National Hockey League and where I just think this is still going to plummet, where the salaries are going to plummet, everything's going to plummet, the, the, the dollar figure of this business of the NHL is going to plummet, to where... Saskatchewan might actually be considered for a team. But right now, it's, it's not even in the stratosphere. That's right. It just doesn't have the money or the population or, or anything else. Um, Rob Hunt says, any thought on the Daytona 500? Yes, I watched it. The Super Bowl of racing. What was the guy's name, Jordan? Michael McDowell? Came out of nowhere to win the Daytona 500. Big racing people here now, hey? Oh, yeah. That's what's happened in the pandemic. Anyways, we're going to face off on this. So get ready, Clark. The face off for the ultimate fan zone where I got this splashy Winnipeg Jets bunny hug and the Mad Greek restaurant where we had the Greek platter the other day. I said to DuPont, what did you what were you doing Saturday night that was so important that you couldn't watch the fan control football league on Twitch? Because I was. What could you have been doing that was so important? You wouldn't believe what he said. <laughs> I was watching tennis and Yellowstone, what? but tennis. Yeah. You were watching two things at once as well. Yeah. So the face off, if you could watch two things, and you said this would make a great poll, what would you rather watch? The fan controlled football league or the Australian Open? It's not even a contest to me. And I guess you like to watch tennis because you play tennis or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But the fan control football, you have no idea what's going to happen next. We're starting to figure out what it is. It's county fair football. It's WWE. It's arena football. It's pro football. It's Johnny Manziel. It's Marshawn Lynch. It's you got a coach coming out and a, Pants made out of an American flag. It was insane. What's tennis? 
Yeah, but for the for the ADD brain like you and I have, the constant movement keeps you occupied, occupied, right? It's like a dog chasing a ball. But for me, I mean, it's great. I mean, it's the strategy. It's mono a mono, one versus one. It's as pure of a you know sporting event as you can get. And there's Canadians. What makes it pure? That are good. It's a it's a racket and a ball. This is what we did as kids, right? It's a racket and a ball. Soccer it's, is pure. It's advanced advanced. Pong, right? I mean, it's one, and there's Canadians that are good now. We're on the map of tennis, so that's why I'm into it. <sighs> I win. <laughs> that we, like you say, it would make a great poll. Oh, yeah. Anyways, the poll, sorry, the face-off <laughs> is brought to you by the Ultimate Fan Zone, where I got this Jets bunny hug. Uh, your one-stop shop for the sports fan on your list. Memorabilia, collectibles, licensed team apparel, and more. And for the Mad Greek restaurant, available for licensed dining, takeout, or delivery, head to the madgreekeatery.com for more information. So next hour, we got all these topics to get to, plus Sam McGuavin of the Miami Dolphins, an alum of the Canadian Football League. Stick around, everybody. It's the RP Show on Game Plus and your favorite digital platform. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.